Good afternoon. You are listening to the Recovery Hour talk radio show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the CAT 10 ENT network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Recovery Hour. Once again, this is Bill and Tanisha, and we are privileged, proud and privileged, to be able once again to bring you the message. As always, we have a treat for you today. Anyway, Tanisha, you want to say hi to all the people out there in Radio Land. Yes, absolutely. I'm very excited about this show. I'm excited that we are finally here in National Recovery Month, officially um, September. So I just want to say hello to everyone who is listening and joining us this week on another hour of the Recovery Hour. Wow. Thank you, Tanisha. Anyway, before we get off to the cosmos, I would be remiss if I first didn't shout out to our sponsors, the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative that's been adopted here in Rockdale County, the purpose of which is to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health substance use disorders and look like us on the inside or the outside. With that being said, I'd also like to shout out to our fearless leader, the tip of the spear, Commissioner Doreen Williams, without her belief and her drive and her fortitude and her quiet voice of reason, we would not be on this platform like we are, and we probably wouldn't be anywhere near as ambitious as we've turned out to be. Anyway, I'd also like to shout out to Hurricane Maine and Category 10 Entertainment that gives us a platform to bring this message on his hop network and for this message to go all around the world. I didn't know that we had listeners even in Germany. Yay, shout out to the German dudes. Anyway, with that being said, we're here today and we have a special show because we wanted, we realized that everybody doesn't know what you know. And I don't know what everybody else knows. So what we wanted to do, we've had a lot of people that have called in and have written in and have messaged in and inboxed in and all these different platforms that Tanisha has us on. And people are asking us questions about what we do and and what's going on and how can we be more involved and what is grit and grace and what do y'all do and how do we get involved with what you're doing? So. With that being said, let me first of all say that under the umbrella of Stepping Up, we have many different portions of the initiative. We have coming soon, we have a restorative justice center that will house our diversion center, that will house our transitional beds, uh, that will house hopefully the recovery center as well, or a portion of the recovery center grit and grace at that location we will people will have an opportunity to be diverted from homelessness and from incarceration and will have an opportunity to be connected with the right places instead of the only place being we all go to jail so with that being said we also at this time under the umbrella have Grid and Grace, which is a separate nonprofit organization that is an addiction recovery support center. It's a place where people have meetings and we can support our community by having events and, and listening sessions and learning sessions. We can have places where people can just come and get together and uh, get support and learn, live, learn, love, and grow. Um, It's a place, because I know that it's very important that communities and that people searching for recovery and families of people searching for recovery and families that are searching for healing and recovery and that the people that are doing this work have a place where we can come and be together and, and we can just learn. I think it's important that we understand and learn how do we become a we? 
Because so many times when we are challenged by life or life's events or occurrences or different things, we have a tendency to try to figure out in a singular sense, what do I do? What, what do I do about this? And, and what do I need to do about that? And what we miss is the whole value of a community of people that may have had similar challenges or that may have already navigated some of the things that we encounter that can give us support and information and revelation about how to take that journey. And so we have come up with um, the place called Grit and Grace. Grit and Grace has been um, in development for quite some time. Has <laughs> been in development for quite some time. Uh, Rome wasn't built in the day and the first cathedral wasn't a church. The first church wasn't a cathedral. Let me just say that. So sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes uh, brick and mortar. Sometimes it takes a bigger system of belief. Sometimes it takes a lot of partnership. It takes a lot of people putting skin in the game. Uh, a lot of different avenues, a lot of different levels of support that go into building a community organization. One of the things that I'm grateful to say about Grit and Grace is that it was not microwavable. Uh, it's taken a minute, but I think that we built it on a tremendous foundation. And I, there's absolutely no, I, no, no doubt in my mind that Grit and Grace is going to be a very valuable place. Uh, with that being said, Tanisha, where did Grit and Grace get its name? What does Grit and Grace mean? Grit and Grace, actually, what it stands for is Grit stands for Guided Recovery Increasing Transformations. And then Grace stands for Giving Resources and Continued Education. And so that's the acronym behind it. But also the words themselves have meaning and the grit, it, it kind of represents the hard work that it takes, um, the dedication, all of, you know, the part that we look at that, you know, it comes from us being intentional about our recovery. And that's what we have to learn in the beginning, just coming from one lifestyle and trying to transition into another, that it does take some hard work and dedication. And then the grace is obviously because we had to have a lot of grace placed on our lives, you know, to be able to get all of those second chances, multiple chances for people to be able to um, see us in a different light when we come into recovery. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, T. And, and so for everybody that heard what she said, now you know where it came from. And I, I just like I was kind of said before, I gave you a brief synopsis what it's designed to do. It's a place where people can find connection. People can find recovery and people in recovery and recovery supports, supports for finding employment, supports transportation, supports for information, and supports for revelation. So just keeping that in mind, um, every year we celebrate recovery month. Uh, September is National Recovery Month. And with in partnership with DBHDD and the Georgia Council, who give grants, Recovery Month grants. And we as a community like to celebrate our recovering persons and families and all of those things. So this month for Recovery Month, uh, first of all, actually August the 31st, which was before Recovery Month, but was one of the Recovery Month events because we can do it. In, you know what they say? You can have it however you like. So we had inter International Overdose Awareness Day at Conyers First United Methodist Church. And if you go on to the Grit and Grace live stream, you will see that event or at least hear it. <laughs> Clear that event. It was at Conyers First United Methodist Church from 4 to 8 p.m. And it was a blast. They had so many different presenters, testimonies, songs. We had information and people from the DEA. We had people, families, people. The lady from the zone came, talked about the impetus behind the zone, which is an, a recovery community organization. Um, we had so many different things. We had the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse who came out 
and talked about the importance of language and messaging and positive messaging. Um, we had um, just so we and we had a multitude of people in the room. We had sheriffs in the room. We had people from the sheriff's department. We had people from the city police department. We had first responders. Shout out to Tom Branch and his crew. Uh, who does the Narcan distribution. We had so many supporters come out and we had a plethora of people. We had the support of the accountability courts and, and we just really had a really good time. Um, and Tanisha was in the booth, yay! So with that being said, <laughs> also for Recovery Month, uh, we have the paint, the town purple, paint old town purple, Purple Out Day, they call it Purple Out Day, and Tanisha's going to tell you when Purple Out Day is and what it means. Okay, so that that partnership actually started and um, has now become an annual thing as well. Last year, we, we did a Paint Old Town Purple campaign, which basically runs throughout the month of September. But the merchants themselves have come together and organized a day during the month of September where all of the merchants will support recovery awareness by wearing purple. And then they have their different um, events and ideas. They got, I told them, get creative, you know, come up with whatever it is that you all want to do um, to be able to support recovery month. And last year, you all know we had um, a day where anybody wearing purple would get free ice cream. We had a day where um, anybody wearing purple would, would, would get a free candle. Um, and so that's pretty much what they're doing in Old Town as the merchants. On September 13th, they will be doing a Purple Out Day where all of the merchants will be wearing purple in support of Recovery Month. And um, we don't we don't have a lot of um, merchants that who, who have finalized and told us exactly what their um, their freebies or events will be, but we will definitely post those on social media as they come in and as we uh, finalize that that communication with each of the merchants. Wow, thank you, Tanisha, for sharing that. Another thing that we're going to have, we're going to, on September the 16th, we're going to have a community listening session. It will be held inside Grit and Grace Building, which is located at 1400 Parker Road in Restoration Storehouse. That's going to be from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Now, you say, what does that mean? What is listening session? So what we want to do is we want you to come out, come into our space, and we are going to ask some questions, those questions being, what can we do to better support our community? And we're going to put a list of all the resources that we plan to have. And then we would want you to tell us how we can incorporate those resources into your service milieu or into supporting those populations in the community that you recognize. We need your ideas. We need your suggestions. We also want to give you an opportunity to tell us how you would like to interact with us, how you would like to come. And, and we want you want people to understand that the grit and grace space will be made available to people at no cost so that we can just come together and whatever that is that you do or whatever that is that you have to say or whatever that is that you have that is positive, we want to create opportunities for other people to know about. It. Um, just like uh, the Recovery Hour radio show, we welcome you to get in touch with us. And at the end of every show, Tanisha tells everybody how they can get in contact with us. Let us get your business on the radio. Let us let you know what you people know, what you do, and how to connect with it. That would be our privilege. That is what we want to do. We want to give away what we have for free. So um, with that with that event, we're going to bring people out. We want to. We've had a plethora of people that have been supporting us. The cha the uh, champions of change. We had Chad and Karen and Vivian and just so many different people that have supported us. We want to bring them out and, and just thank them 
for what they've done and their support and their their energy, their intellect, and, and all of the people that have supported us with the development of programming. Um, we want that to happen. Um, another thing that Grit and Grace does, um, we, we provide recovery support groups and we welcome you. Maybe you want to start a support group for um, your faith. Maybe you want to start one to help people eat healthier. Maybe you want to start one where people can come together and read books. Maybe you want to start one where people come together and talk about different topics. Uh, maybe you want to come out and uh, find out what NAMI is. The National Alliance of Mental Illness is one of our partners. We will have NAMI meetings that will be held bi-weekly at the Recovery Center. We want to understand how does Grit and Grace staff, one of the things about Grit and Grace staff, all of the staff at Grit and Grace are people who are in recovery, long-term recovery, people who have been trained and people who have a true and genuine desire to serve their community and serve people that have had similar challenges to us. So we just need you to come out and tell us how we can do that better. It is our extreme pleasure to have such strong community partners, such as Viewpoint Health, to join us in our journey to recovering individuals as well as systems and procedures. Viewpoint Health offers an array of services and resources for individuals with mental health challenges, substance use challenges, as well as intellectual and developmental disabilities. To connect with them, please visit their website at www.myviewpointhealth.org or you can call 678-209-2411. We're developing a system of supporting our co-responders. As you know or may not know, we have three separate co-responder models that are now functioning. The city police have a co-responder, several co-responders. What that means is someone, when people go out on a 911 call or a 988 call, People go out, they take not just law enforcement, but clinicians go out with them and meet with those people, try to de-escalate those situations, try to connect people with the supports they need. Jail is not always the answer. We also wanna add peer support to that equation and give people an opportunity to get connected. Well, recovery is something, and I know for many years as I was in my active addiction and and in my different phases of challenge, I didn't know any place to go where it was different from the places that I always went. Didn't know how to, people used to tell me, you need to get some help. I didn't even know how to find help. And I know that, you know, maybe that's because whatever, I miss conventional wisdom or whatever, but I see people every day that need help. And so do you. And if we can connect those people, and maybe everybody doesn't want it right that moment, and da 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 da. And we've learned in in our clinical and non-clinical uh, orientations that as long as we offer those chances and those opportunities and those supports, some people will take them. Some lives will be saved. And, and, you know, it, it's a mammoth, monumental task. However, it is not impossible because the day came for me when I came in, the day came for Tanisha when she came in. And so the day will come for your loved one or that person that you see or the person holding the sign or the person that's on the blotter. Those people will recover too if they are thought and if we create systems that facilitate miracles for people. Uh, with that being said, so come out to the community listening session so that we can hear your voice. And I know Tanisha has some fancy creative activities that are going to be there. And I know there are going to be giveaways and always any place Tanisha's at, they're always got little elves that are giving stuff away and all kind of floating, flashing. Yeah, always got raffle prizes. So come out and be amazed. Also, um, the premier event, the, the jewel of the crown, the year of the peer celebration. Tanisha, you want to tell them what about the year of the peer? 
Yes. And um, I'm laughing because as we set up the last event, um, somebody used the word elegant. And I said, uh, yeah, Mr. Bill talks about me when I say I want an event to be elegant. But if any event is elegant, it's definitely the year of the peer award ceremony. Um, we created this as a red carpet award ceremony for to celebrate people in recovery. And so um, we want people to be able to come out, receive awards, um, get a meal, you know, um, and, and it's kind of like the Grammys, you know, you get your awards. It's, it's a very nice, elegant um, place. Now we do not require a certain um, attire. We, you know, we don't turn anybody away, of course, but the venue itself will be a um, very nice um, event that's set up, you know, where people can come out dressed up. Anyone will feel at home and in place. And so we, we do celebrate a lot of the peers who have been, been very intentional about their recovery throughout the year. We have partnered with some of our community partners and asked them to submit uh, nominations for those awards. And we also have performances there as well. Um, so it's just gonna be a beautiful night. Yes, so please come out, be amazed and enjoy yourself. Have some great food. Um, you will, yes, great food. Trust me, there will be great food and there will be great festivity. Uh, so many times the, the language and the messaging around uh, some of our challenges is all stigmatizing and negative. Um, people need to see people in recovery, having a good time, living sober, um, and, and just really just see us together. So many times, the only time that we see that other person is in some formal uh, construct. The only time I see a policeman is in the rearview mirror. The only time that I see my doctor is when it's my appointment. The only time I see a judge, they got a robe on and they're behind the thing. The only time I see a commissioner is at election time. The only time that I see those, those people, the only time I see the caregiver is when I need care. So we want to create the other side of midnight. We want to create the other side of silence, the part where people are rejoicing and being happy. And, and there's no, you know, one of the greatest experiences I've had in my recovery, and I've had many, is to sit down with people that I never thought that I would sit down with and discover that they are human just like me. You know, to sit down with the judge and have a meal. I didn't even think judges ate meals. I thought judges ate people. I didn't even know it. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's there's something that happens in our olfactories. There's something that happens when the oxytocin is released. And there's something that happens when we sit down and we learn, laugh, love, eat. And, and there's something that happens at that moment that is priceless and that creates a new pathway for thinking and trusting and believing. And this is what these events are designed to do. So you please come out, join us and be amazed. Uh, not only that, but we also are supporting some other partners. Tanisha, what are some of the other events that we are supporting? I know that uh, Hurricane and them are doing something up there in uh, Covington. When is that event? Yes, so we have the, um, the Sounds of Support um, event, which is going to be on the Covington Square, and that's also an annual event. Um, that one will be on September 17th from 4 to 7. Um, and so that that is a, I guess, a Newton County event. But of course, we kind of partner with a lot of, like you said, surrounding areas, um, which also um, makes me think about, you know, on September 10th, I believe it is, Walton County also has their Recovery Month event. Yes, uh, the Walton County event is called the Block Party. Mm -hmm. 
and that is going to be one of their recovery month events. Um, you're going to come out with them. Those are our friends up there, which Walton Empowers. Walton Empowers is an addiction recovery support center. That's going to be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the lawn of Grace Monroe Church, 203 Bold Springs Avenue, Monroe, Georgia. So you can come out there. That's their annual block party. You, they got just free. Everything is free. So come out there and support them. Come out and be amazed. Um, you know, I, I just want you guys to know that, um, you know, we're always talking about the silent killers. This is the silent killer. And that's the silent killer, you know. But there are some blessings and some real motivational things happening. And, and that's why Tanisha, being our creative marketing consultant, the key word being creative, that's why we're on so many different platforms in so many different places with so many different forms of sound and so many different visuals that, that give people an opportunity to see people recovering. So many opportunities. Um, you know, we take programs into the jail every Friday and, and we go into those pods and we talk to people. I was there today. Actually, we're recording this. Um, I went there on Friday into the jail to take our recovery program. We take programs into the jail. And uh, when I was there on Friday, it's amazing to me that when I go into that pod and maybe in the beginning, 10 people come. And then as we start to really put it out there and talk about it, I think when we got through today, there were 40 people. There were 40 people. And, and those people were saying to me, but what, what about me? When can, Let me get your card. Let me get your information. So you're telling me that can I come and when I get out, I'm going to call you or my wife's going to call you or, or, you know, I'm interested in that thing you were telling me about. How do I get into that? And, and people always think that people don't want better. But they do. In a heart of hearts, people don't really want to be suffering. And, and even though it may look not, it may look like you, some people say, well, I wonder how come they keep doing it? If they didn't want to, they wouldn't keep doing it. See, addiction is a disease. And, 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 and a lot of people don't understand the science of addiction. They don't understand that people who have a mental health challenge, people with schizophrenia, there is a portion of their brain that has been impacted. And, and what they see is different from what you see. The way their brain processes information is different from the way yours processes information. So you can't determine what they think because you can't think like that. And, and they can't always understand what you think and what you're saying because they can't think like that. Their brain will not allow them to think like that. And, and I guess you couldn't understand it unless a piece of your brain was missing. And, and, and this is the thing, and I, I, I challenge people to just hear me and to understand this. What if the part of your brain that creates speech was gone and you couldn't talk? But somebody was standing in front of you and they were yelling at you and, and they were angry with you and they were shaking their fist at you and they were they're shaking you and they would take you and lock you up and keep you there and then let you out and say, you know what? If you don't talk, I'm gonna lock you up again. But you can't talk because the piece of your brain that generates speech is not there. Think about that. That is what a lot of people suffer. And, and we look at them and we don't understand it because you can't understand it unless you try, unless you strive, unless you become educated, unless you allow yourself and humble yourself to understand. I was in the jail on Friday and I was talking with people and I asked them, how did you get here? And the traditional answers where I made some bad choices or I was hanging out with some bad people or I, I stole something or I blah, 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 blah. But the answer is really bigger than that. A lot of us 
were uncultured to be part of the subculture. We were taught by trusted sources to be desensitized to certain things. We were taught that here, it's cool to drink, it's cool to smoke weed, it's cool to do this. And we were taught that you need to survive by any method necessary. Don't just sit there and accept it, you need to go out there and do something. And because a lot of us didn't have access to organized learning and education, and a lot of us just are situations and circumstances and the composites that build us did not have some of the premium values baked into it. Some of the things that make you that good person that you are, some of us did not get that information or that revelation at the time as we were being developed. And we grew up to be lions, tigers, or bears. And if you can't be mad at a bear for being a bear, because a bear was taught to be a bear by other bears, and so I, I say that to say this, as I was talking with those people and I realized a lot of people in jail, they don't know why. So if you don't know how you got there, it might be very difficult to figure out how to keep from getting there. And that's why we take those programs in there too. We are proud partners of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Rockdale New Chapter. NAMI Georgia is an organization of family and individuals whose lives have been affected by mental challenges. Together, we advocate for better lives for those individuals who have a mental challenge, and we offer support, education, and advocacy. Please visit the NAMI Georgia website at www.namigeorgia.org. And if you are local to the Rockville Newton area, we would love to have you join the family. For more information, you can visit www.namirockdalenewton.com or follow their Facebook page at namirockdalenewton. You know, we tell people you need to go get some help. You need to go get some help. You need to go get some help. And then maybe they don't go get the help. And you say, well, you had a chance to go get help, but you didn't get it. So you deserve what you get. I, I beg to differ. That's why we create platforms that takes recovery to people wherever they are. Because everybody doesn't have a car. Everybody doesn't have the intrinsic motivation or the knowledge or the intestinal fortitude, or maybe even the motivation. Everybody doesn't get up at 4.30 in the morning and go to the gym. Everybody doesn't eat vegetables with every meal. Everybody doesn't drink plenty of water. Maybe you do. And if you do do that, if you're like Tanisha and you go to the gym at 4.30 in the morning and you drink water with every meal and 50 glasses of water a day and you eat salad sandwiches, maybe you're like her. And so what she does, instead of holding that against us little people, she shows us how to do better. She shows us how to make salad sandwiches and, and do different things and, and how to have fun as we run 10 miles and all that kind of stuff. So if you are gifted and blessed, Come out, get with us so that we can share. Because if you're blessed, I believe it says you're blessed to be a blessing. And, and, and while we're speaking of blessings, um, I want to once again shout out to our fearless leader, Commissioner Doreen Williams. Um, I, I, I watch her as she tirelessly fights for us to have an opportunity to develop new programming. She always said, Bill, be ambitious which probably means we're gonna work on Saturdays. <laughs> but, but you know, it, it's, it's a privilege when we are part of a team and shout out to our team, Brenda Ernest, um, who I see tirelessly taking, going into the jails as the intercept clinician. And, and when you walk into the jail, people say, Miss Brenda, Miss Brenda, Miss Brenda. Yeah, and, and she meets with people every day 
in helping people find a different way to flow through our system so they don't always fall through the cracks. I see her partnering with the district attorneys and the judges and, and, and the, the, the public defenders and all of those other people and the providers, housing providers and treatment providers to try to get those systems to connect so that we can create a continuum of care because everybody doesn't know where to go. Everybody, once they even get there, you know, I was talking to a little guy and I asked him, what do you think is one of, going to be one of the hardest things for you when you get out of jail? And he said, going to see my probation officer. That's going to be one of the hardest things for me, going to see my probation officer. So that's why one of the things we've written into our project plan is transportation. Because sometimes as we drive down the street in our cars, we forget everybody doesn't have a car. And I know that as you hit your Google Maps or your Garmin or whatever you've got that helps you navigate the community. I know when I say Garmin, people are like, how old is he? So I still got AOL as the email. But anyway, um, as you drive down the street in your car or as you put information into your Garmin, you may forget that that means when it says it's five minutes from where you are, you may not realize that walking is an hour. So I say that to say this, Tanisha, can you tell people what, what is it that when you think of grit and grace and the evolution of grit and grace and the evolution of stepping up, kind of what do you think of, Tanisha? You know, when I think about it and just listening to what you were saying, it's what I needed when I was still out there. Um, the fact that bringing recovery into the jails is part of the project plan. I can't imagine how my life or where I would be in my life right now if I had had access to that while I was in jail. Um, you know, I say all the time that I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know that people like us existed when I was out there. I didn't know that people, you know, changed their lives and found a better way until, you know, I got in trouble over and over again. And then, you know, I stumbled across, you know, you all and we're talking about recovery. But when I was out there, I didn't know who to go to. I didn't, you know, I wasn't looking for help because I didn't know those resources were out there. So to know that we have a place like Grit and Grace, um, and I think it's so important, just like you said, is that we bring recovery to people. That's one of the important aspects of this platform that we're on now is to be, it's another avenue to be able to reach out to people who may not generally just walk through our doors you know, to, to let them know that there's a place for you to connect with other people who don't want to stay in that cycle of the lifestyle that we used to live. Um, you know, I, that's, that's for me, you know, kind of what grit and grace is, is it's a, it's a family, it's a, it's a connection group of people, resources, uh, social activities, everything that I needed to be able to start a different life for myself um, where I wasn't continuing down the wrong path. Yeah, wow. You know, and, and speaking of that path, Tanisha, I know that you have done some incredible work with us and, and you know, us navigating the, uh, the different systems. I wanted to um, take you the opportunity to ask you a couple questions. I know that, um, you know, I was talking with some people that have navigated uh, some programming. Um, being in recovery, how has recovery impacted your life, Tanisha? Um, yeah, so like I was saying, it's just that it's shown me a different way to live. It's given me a, something else to be able to or expose me to different things, you know, that I would have never tried had I not known about recovery. Yes. For example, going out kayaking, I would have never done that. Wouldn't even have thought of it because the people that I 
surrounded myself around before. We kayaking. <laughs> we weren't kayaking, you know? We weren't even thinking about kayaking. I mean, we had the normal things that we did in our regular lives. And even when I was in treatment, even though I wasn't hanging out at clubs, I wasn't doing those things anymore. I didn't really step outside to actually live. I was just living day by day, but I wasn't living life. You know, I would yes. sit on my front porch and smoke a cigarette, but recovery, you know, after treatment, then there's recovery, you know, and recovery for me has actually shown me how to live and be able to enjoy life without substances, you know, you know, be able to spend time with people who are healthy for me, my family members, all of those things I owe to my recovery. Yes, yes, yes. And you're absolutely right. You know, um, one of the things that I know and, and that I've learned, I was so isolated. Where I came from, we were taught to be isolated. We were kind of taught not to ask for help, not to even look like you need help. If you need some help, just chill out, right? And and because if you let anybody know you need help, then they're going to think you're weak or they're going to, that's going to be the avenue that they're going to use to get, that's going to be your Achilles heel. Um, and, oh man, he needs help. Yeah, well, let's get him. You know, um, it's weird where I came from. You were weird if you hadn't been to jail before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where I came from, everybody had been to jail. And if you hadn't been to jail, then you was weird, right? Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with you? Right. You know, you must be a preacher. Either you were in preacher school or you were six foot nine and you were going to the NBA or you could sing or something. But other than that, you need to come and get in here and go to jail. Um, you know, I used to be so offended when I would be walking down the street and the police would pull up and say, where are you going? I'm like, why are you messing with me? Where are you going? It's none of your business. Where are you going? Man, I don't have to tell you where I'm going. And, and I wonder why I was so offended. And today I realized I was offended because I didn't know where I was going. I wasn't going anywhere. I was going to jail. I just hadn't got there yet. You know what I mean? When I used to leave the house in the morning, I was really going to jail, but I was going to try to stop and at least get A drunk and hide before I got there. <laughs> you know? yeah. But in the forefront of my mind, you're going to jail, you know, and everybody that I knew was going to jail. So if you get in the car with him, you're probably going to jail. Uh, you know, if you got in the car with me, you was definitely going to jail because it wasn't my car and I didn't have license and we had all kinds of stuff in the car, you know, and it's just, it's just a ball. Um, one you know, of the things, you know, what you're saying about asking for help and um, I don't recall ever in my mind telling myself that I needed help. Right. I always said, well, I know I need to stop, right? I know I got a problem and I know I need to stop. So I would try to slow down in my mind or try to figure out ways to slow down doing what I was doing, but never did it cross my mind to seek help. Yes. Like you said, it, it in, you know, our community of people that we were, you know, around, that wasn't the normal thing to do. So, um, you know, when you don't even think to, ask for help or think that there is help somewhere, you yes. know, because I didn't know too many people who was willing to help me do anything. Yeah, so, right. For a price. They would say yeah. they would help you, but they weren't really trying to they help you. They were trying to do something else to you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I had the, the privilege of going to the Georgia School of Addiction Conference and uh, got a chance to hear Lou Gossett and, uh, you know, this is something that's weird for me because I've seen Lou and Roots and different movies, et cetera, et cetera. And I actually was on my way to the bathroom and I saw a lady pushing an elderly gentleman in a wheelchair or old dude or whatever. And uh, I didn't really pay any attention. But I, the reason I noticed is because the old guy had on like African, you know, African garb and it was pretty colorful, you know, and, and but I was saying to myself when I saw him, I didn't really pay any attention to the face or the lady. I saw the lady that was pushing her like a wheelchair. I remember saying, wow, even old dude is here at the conference, right? You know, and I went on about my business. And then later on, when the when the plenary started and I looked up on the stage, 
It was Lou, the dude, right? And what I realized, and Lou is old, man, you know, and, and as I saw him standing there and he was a crooked old man, you know, and, and it, it helped me realize that it doesn't matter how much money you got or how many Oscars you got or how famous you got. It doesn't matter because life is going to make mortals of us all. Time is going to make mortals of us all. And, and and no matter how good you think you look or whatever, it time is going to do something with that. And the thing that's really important, because we're all born and we're all going to die. What really matters is what we do with the dash between born and die. And, and how what we do between that dash is going to impact the lives of others, even after we're gone. And if we have an opportunity to change the world on any level in any way with one random act of kindness or whether it's with creating something that can live longer than we can, if it's creating something that can live inside other people, if it's just creating hope, then we've done something honorable. But Lou said something at the conference and I definitely wanna share it with people. He said, there are many things in our society today and in our lives that strive to destroy us. There's pandemics and there's global warming and there's racism and all of that. He said, but at the end of the day, the closer we get to becoming we, the better off we'll be. And the farther we get away from being a we, the closer we'll be to being dead. And that was really powerful stuff because I realized today that becoming we, inclusive of us all, embracing other people's human condition is a challenge that sometimes our very, the very things that put us together, our cultural awareness or cultural ineptitude or, or our striving to become or our striving to do whatever, that is the very thing that is counterproductive to us just taking a moment, a moment to see that other human being and to, to have the empathy and the compassion to understand that there have been things that we didn't know how to do and we got them wrong. To understand that at some point, all of us need help. To understand that there are people that have no idea who their higher power is. And there are some people that are laboring under the misconception that they are the higher power and that's scarier. There are people that have a lot to learn and there are people that think they know everything and can't learn. I don't know which is more dangerous. I, I have an opinion, but I'll save it. <laughs> I got an opinion on that, but I'll save it. That's one of the new things that came with my recovery. There are some times when I shouldn't say whatever that is I'm thinking. But anyway, with that being said, I just want to thank everybody who tunes in to the Recovery Hour. I want to thank everybody who has shared their time and energy and effort with being on the show. I want to thank all the people that have supported us in the, in the development of Grit and Grace and the development of the Stepping Up Initiative. I want to shout out to all of our partners who day after day after day stand in the gap between us and certain death and peril and everything to keep us safe, to stand against the ties that strive to tear us apart. I want to thank the people in every fellowship for helping every fellow. And I want to thank whoever that was that told me about recovery, because now people are telling me about it all the time. Now recovery is the buzzword. Now we're walking around saying, my name is so-and-so. I'm a person in long-term recovery. I don't know where those people was when I was out there smoking Peru, but I know now that we are the people of change. I just want to thank everyone for that. All right. And so I want to thank everyone 
for another week. And as always, um, I like to encourage everyone to create positive connections and to stay connected with us. How you do that, you can do that by visiting our website. Our website is rockdalesteppingup.com. And if you go to that website, go to the bottom of that page, there's a little stay connected tab. If you click on that stay connected tab, it takes you to a library of our monthly newsletters. In each of our newsletters, you get a message from Commissioner Doreen Williams called the Commissioner's Corner. You also um, get a message from a person in recovery who is called the Champion of Recovery. Um, and that is a person in recovery who is telling their recovery story and um, we highlight them as a symbol of hope. Also, we have our champions of change. Those are our partners in recovery who are making a positive change in the world around them. We have several different, different recovery resources, apps and announcements. Um, just like all of the announcements and events that we spoke to you about today, all of those um, are listed in our monthly newsletter. And we always want to invite you to follow Grit and Grace on all of their social media platforms listed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under Grit and Grace RCO. And also, if you enjoyed our show today, if you want to keep hearing messages just like these, tune in every Wednesday at 12 noon and Thursdays at 1 p.m. to Category 10 ENT on the His Hop Network. Also, if you cannot tune in on those days or at those times, uh, we do have a podcast that's listen, listed on seven different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts. So y'all keep coming back. Okay, Janisha, thank you very, very, very much. And anyway, like we were saying before, y'all come on out and join us for Recovery Month. Come out and celebrate. Come out and enjoy. Come out. Just come out. Get out the house. Come out and see what recovery looks like. We are what recovery looks like. Anyway, with that being said, Janisha, thank you. Thank everybody for all of our listeners out there in Radio Land. And we're going to see y'all soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO, or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.